It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into a special edition of Judd's Hockey Show with a side of Declan. We uh, come to you today because we're about to talk to uh, wild defenseman Matt Dumba, who, who of course it has become very involved in uh, community issues in light of what's been going on, not just in the Twin Cities community in recent weeks, but also the world. Um, Matt is part of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, and also uh, we would like to ask him some questions. And Will, about what uh, the impending return of the Wild. But, Dex, I, I just go back to the point, hockey-wise, that this is a guy who I think is, is you know, definitely a threat from the blue line offensively, mm-hmm. but had uh, six goals on 167 shots last year. And one would think that with the uh, season potentially resuming in the summer, but it's going to be very different and or just coming back in 2021 that uh, Matt Dumba's luck, at least offensively from the blue line, has to change. Absolutely, man. I mean, the guy's been snake-bitten. That, that enigma of shooting percentage, Judd, don't you got you got to understand what is uh, sustainable and what's unsustainable. Like 3.6 or and, something and, and like that, And poor right? Matt. Yeah, I mean, the guy, I can't wait to talk to him about it because i got to imagine it's been eaten away a little bit at him. And I know a lot of hockey players don't show that emotion, but Dumba seems like a guy that I wouldn't be surprised at all if he if he knows that he could have put a lot more in the net and it probably doesn't weigh in him. So I'm excited to talk to him. And here is our discussion with Wild defenseman Matt Dumba. Let's just talk about what the recent weeks have been like for, for you with all that's gone on, not just here in this town, but the world. And and how, how much it's uh, you know awakened people and awakened you to to the issues that are going on in our world right now. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's been eye-opening for a lot of people. Me specifically, looking at you know what I do in the community and how I help those who are in need, and um, me kind of trying to redefine myself and you know using my platform to uh, you know amplify the voices of others. You know, people who don't really get a voice in all of this. Um, it's kind of you know pushed me and kind of inspired me to uh, to want to do more so um, I had a lot of talks with friends and families over this uh, over this two weeks and you know it's, it's been some really cool stuff really inspiring and um, I hope that uh, this kind of this buzz right now around everything um, doesn't die down and people don't forget Matt, I, I saw it was announced that you've launched a fundraiser for the Lake Street Council to help re- rebuild some of those businesses, and you'll also be matching some donations up to $100,000. Can you uh, talk a little bit more about the fundraiser and, and what it means to you? Yeah, um, for me, it was, uh, you know, sitting in Calgary, you know, 2,000, however many miles away I am away, um, and, and, you know, kind of feeling that helplessness and 
wanted to help out those people that, uh, you know, have kind of welcomed me with open arms. Um, you know, I work with ACEs. You guys know that in, in the community. Um, athletes committed to educating students. And um, a lot of those riots are around the schools that, uh, that I go and visit. And, you know, so I was scared for the kids. I was scared for, you know, everyone. You know, you're already going through some really tough times with this pandemic. And then to, uh, you know, have the kind of the, the, the huge tragedy of losing um, George Floyd and it being the inevitable, you know, boiling point of everything that's um, happened in, you know, it, the many years that this has been going on, but how it's really been escalated over the last, last five. Um, and it just comes to a boiling point where, you know, you – people are pushed into this type of oppression and um, have their backs against the wall and have so much wrong done against them that it's just a breaking point. Uh, and really it's seen as the inevitable for me. Um, and it's just it's sad that our society had to come to this point to, you know, hopefully really ignite real change. But, you know, that's, that's the side I'm standing on right now. And that's, I, I'm prepared to be on the front lines of that. Um, working towards, you know, a better world, better society, better, um, you know, eradicating racism from hockey. There's a number of things that, um, you know, I want to help out on. And, um, you know, hopefully it's just one day at a time, you know, chip away and stay true to that process. And Matt, how how disturbing was it also um, to see this unfold and and not just – in this country, but in the town in which you play, how how tough was that to watch from Canada to, to see places that you knew and, and a town that you know, as you said, you've done a lot in this community for a long time. That the epicenter of all of this was actually here. Well, yeah, that's the that's the thing, man. Um, if I was back in Minnie, I, I could see it. I, I would be able to see everything unfold from my apartment. So. Hmm. Um, just kind of me kind of put it in perspective and kind of, you know, live through some of my friends and, uh, you know, people I call family back in, in Minnesota, um, live through them while they're going through it. And, you know, they, they've been down to the riots, the protests, um, seeing firsthand what's going on, um, you know, and then also on the flip side, helping out with, the rebuild and you know JT helping pass out groceries and um, cleaning up the community. I've got friends who are a lot of friends who are passing out water at peaceful protests, um, just little things. Um, so I was, I was just inspired with what those guys are doing. And, you know, I just I just felt like I, I could do more. So that's uh, that's where this whole initiative came up with, and, and my little brother. Um, open out and, and, you know, thinking of a great idea to make a pair of custom shoes. And um, he's got that artistic skill. So it's kind of cool to see how our family and my MGT, um just how we kind of cooked this all up. And now it's, uh, it's finally here. Matt, when someone, whether it's a teammate or, or a family member or a friend, th- they might come up to you and, and they ask, you know, I, I don't really, I don't understand this movement. I don't understand why why this is such a big deal. And I know that that's a small group of people. But what is your response when someone comes up to you and, and they say, ask you something like that? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, 
where do you start? Um, you know, it, if you really want to know and you, and you want to dive in, dive into that, I think people, it's easy enough to, you know, look through your social media, easy enough to go through the internet, see, see some stuff, read, read some, um, some great stuff that you know human rights activists and, and people are saying right now uh, about the situation. Um, for me, um, for me, it's just you could you can just see it. it. It's the body, the number of black lives that have been taken for for what? It's literally like watching George Floyd. Like all of this could be prevented. So um, seeing that and just seeing. Knowing myself, the um, economic difficulties that my parents uh, went through to get me to play hockey, um, you know, to see some of the, the racial injustice, you know, like that my family's had to deal with over the years in all walks, all races, uh, just because my family's pretty crazy in that in that sense. Um, you know, that's why I'm standing up for for this and. and Really, really trying to make a stand because um, it's just been it's been going on too long. The fact that you know mm-hmm. racism is so prevalent in our society today is it, it's kind of mind blowing to me. So um, to those people, it's just you got to put yourself in someone else's shoes sometimes and see it from a different perspective, and then maybe you wouldn't be asking that question. And Matt, how, how far does the sport of hockey have to go in that area too? We've certainly seen uh, stories before this, though, in recent months about it. And how much can your Hockey Diversity Alliance, that you're going to be part of that uh, seven-person group, how much can that help make strides too? Because it definitely sounds like there is a subculture in hockey that needs to address address um, what we have seen from some in the sport. Yeah, there, there's racism in hockey. I, I think you'd be naive to say, to kind of beat around the bush and say that there's not. You know, from the moment I was 10 years old, I had kids saying, you know, they learned racial slurs or saying something to you. And I felt that all the way up until junior and probably just laid off once I got to the NHL. So um, I think our big thing from the HDA is, you know, teaching teaching um, teaching kids right from the start, um, you know, setting policies that, you know, Hockey Canada or maybe Hockey USA um, will adopt and having the NHL support that as well. So I think that's one of our first steps that we'd like to make. Yep. Um, I guess you'll see that maybe hopefully in the next coming weeks. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're taught. <laughs> you're taught how to uh, to feel this way or have that hate or speak a certain way. Little kids just aren't running around. You're not born a racist kid, you know? And some kids who are using these slurs might not even be, be racist. They might just have heard it and they're trying to fit in. Because yeah. that's what hockey culture, that's sometimes what hockey culture does. And that subculture that you're talking about is, you know, you're on, you're on a team of 20. What can I do to fit in with other dudes and be funny on the team? You know, and that's where it's got to stop. So, um, I think it's uh, it's preaching that to our youth and, and starting with grassroots hockey and making it more affordable. Um, there's a lot of things that HDA uh, is going to do, and we seriously think we're going to want to, you know, change the game, change our society. So, hopefully, in like 10, 20 years, 
you know, minority players coming into into the league are looking back and just going right and saying to themselves or reading about stories that guys have went through on their way to the NHL, the guys, the pioneers who, you know, went through that stuff so they could all be there now and they didn't ever have to face something like that. So I think that's the end goal is just eradicating racism all, all in general from our game. So is your experience now that you don't hear slurs? I, I mean, you know, not, not to talk for uh, people who play in the league besides you, but has that basically, at least once you got to the pros, did that basically stop from your experience? Yeah. In, in my in my experience, yeah, I know there's been guys who face some stuff. Um, and... You know, there's little things said all the time that could be taken one way or another. But um, at the at the same time, uh, I believe everyone at that point, you know, we're all we're all grown as men. And uh, if you don't know right from wrong by the time you're in the national, uh, you got another thing coming. So, <laughs> yep. like, I, I, I for any of those guys, I I just feel sad for them that they got to look through those lenses every day. And they see the world in in, in that way because you know there, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool people out there. There's a lot of great things, great countries, um, races, nationality, countries. Like you're messing up, Matt. I know your your cause that you launched, uh, the Hockey Diversity Alliance, is independent of the NHL. It looks to focus on outreach in the community and as you, what you kind of mentioned beforehand, but is the goal too to get maybe the wild and then obviously the NHL as a whole on board with what you're trying to do here? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I want to ensure in, in, in the class initiative in rebuildminnesota.com, um, I'd love, you know, the support of as many people, uh, you know, as I can get for this. I just want to hope assure that the funds, you know, make an actual difference because, uh, you know, it's just that what they what they have right now is just a kind of a drop in the bucket of what it's going to take to actually rebuild that community. We're, we're talking millions and millions of dollars. Um, so I'm just trying to put a put a little bit of a dent in that. And then as far as the HCA us being um, independent, um, I think that's just so we can, we can just write our own narrative. You know, so we, we can address it. I think there's you know the group of guys that we have the nine dudes right now. Um, no one can tell our story better than we can. Is that, that's how we feel. Um, guys who have gone all gone through stuff firsthand. So um, we just didn't want anyone to speak for for us. And um, but at the end of the day, we know um, we know working with the NHL is you know is is ideal. It is, is necessary. We like we have we we want to work with the NHL more than anything mm-hmm. um, because we know what difference. Uh, we can really make when when we all work together so um to reach as many people as we want to reach and, and make the differences that we want to do um we have to work hand in hand with them so are, are you excited matt to uh, get back and play summertime hockey starting with that potential qualifying round against the uh, vancouver canucks yeah i've uh been on ice the last couple of days been skating uh been skating um it didn't take it easy this first the first bit kind of uh get my legs back into it but uh no I, for sure I, i'm excited to ramp it up if we're going to do this uh, you know i don't want it to be a waste of time or nothing so i'm going to put everything i have into this make sure we go on uh 
try to get a long run here and you know get past the Canucks and then on to the abs so uh, I'm gonna do whatever in my power to uh, you know keep this thing going. Matt, I know this has been a unique circumstance with this play-in tournament, and there's round robins and the draft lottery. You know, there's so many working parts, but just when you're looking at all of, of the possible play-in tournaments and unique formats of expanding the playoffs, let, let's say down the road that maybe this is part of the NHL where there's play-in tournaments and whatnot. Is that something that you would be a fan of going forward? Um. Nah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll no, you're good. Uh, no, like I think this is good uh, in the circumstances, but no, you got you gotta. There has to be the grind of you know 82 games and um, the seeding process. I would like a one to eight seeding process um, back. Um, I think I think it's team. The teams play as good as they do throughout the regular season. They deserve that uh, that advantage. Um, whereas the the setup right now is just kind of trying to play into rivalries and uh, other stuff that they know got going on, I guess. But um, nah, I, I think I think that long grind is uh, is is all about it. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's hard to make it through a full NHL season. Guys know that to be to be an Ironman and kind of have that longevity and make sure your team stays at that level throughout the year. Um, I think that's a testament to a true champion once you uh, once you make it all the way to the cup. So I, I would want to see any play in tournament. Cup champion asterisk or no for this year? I I said it on CSN with Jay and Dan, and I'll say it again: if the Wild win. There's no asterisk on the champion. Get away from me. <laughs> Sorry, man. You can't have it both ways. If you got the asterisk, you got no, it. <laughs> no, 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 no. And if the, so who else? I don't even know who. I'm not going to watch hockey after. It's the wild. It's the wilder out. So don't matter to me. Oh, funny. Hey, last thing <laughs> for for you. I I watched um a ton of your games last year and and there is an incredible statistic involving you that i speak that i think speaks to some years it's your year and some years it's not that is the fact that you took 167 shots on goal and only scored like six goals um not not that you were pleased to see play stopped but how much were you looking forward to putting the 2019-20 experience behind you because because to be I, I guess for lack of a better term Matt as snake bitten as you were offensively is really remarkable. Yeah, if you would have counted, it's it, post counted hockey. I would have I would have <laughs> dropped forty last year. Yeah, but uh, so that's not the way she goes. When, you know, guys have seasons like that. I, I didn't re- realize um, how hard it's going to be. Uh, well, I, I think I knew, but you know, you're putting so much energy, so much time into uh, just recovering and, and you know, making sure I was making sure my pec was good. Uh, it is, a, you know, most serious injury of my uh, my career and um, a pretty crazy injury to have in hockey. So uh, to make sure I was fully healed for that, it was just just kind of a mental game I was playing with myself all year. Um, and just trusting that I was uh, I was good to go, but definitely at the end of the year, um, 
I was feeling myself coming to my own and, and feeling like I was back to uh to back to where I was. And I, I know I can play and play good, really good hockey. So I'm not uh I'm not even really too worried about it. Uh, I I want to get back and show show people what I what I can do. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Kind of put that in the past. Yep. Pectoral good now. Arm fine. Yeah, arm's good. Good. So, Thank you, sir. Love to hear that. Love that. <laughs> we'll expect Matt. some slap shots, man. Th- thanks, Matt. <laughs> Appreciate the time. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.